The following Agio-supported podcast is intended for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended as medical advice. Please speak with your healthcare professional before making any treatment decisions. The guests on today's show were paid to participate in this podcast. What's up, Tree Codes listeners? It's me, Dr. Z. And me, Dr. C. Dr. C, how you been? I've been good. How you been, Dr. Z? Man, I've been great. We've been busy. We've been working on some new sickle cell therapies and trying to get things moving, pushing the ball down the field. Always busy, but good stuff. Yeah. We are in the middle of Sickle Cell Awareness Month. Yeah. And it really is. Getting the spotlight for one month doesn't seem like enough, but it's nice to have that spotlight for a little while. And we were able to secure an amazing guest for this episode to kind of help us celebrate Sickle Cell Awareness Month. Yeah, it's perfect. Who better than the president? Exactly. So we'll have Madam President herself, Miss Regina Hartfield, president of the Sickle Cell Disease Association of America National. And I think we should just jump right into it. Yeah, let's get to it. Sickle Cell Awareness Month every year creeps up on us. It's my favorite month of the year. It's sickle cell disease 24-7, 365 usually, but now we get one month to really just have everybody hyper-focus on sickle cell disease. For sure. I'm looking forward to our walk in Detroit. Absolutely. So without further ado, the guest that we have been able to secure for this very special episode of Cheat Codes during Sickle Cell Awareness Month is no stranger, Dr. Callahan, to the community. This is somebody who is actually really a centerpiece within the advocacy community here, standing up for sickle cell patients in a variety of ways. And I'm just super delighted to reintroduce Regina Hartfield. Welcome, Regina. Come, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here and excited to be able to touch base with you and talk about sickle cell disease. And again, Regina Hartfield, I'm the president and CEO of the Sickle Cell Disease Association of America, the national office. I was literally just about to ask you to introduce yourself to those who may not know who you are. So thank you for doing that. The SCD is specifically the SCDA national is something that really anchors the community. It's really something that has a lot of emotion tied to it, a lot of history tied to it. For those individuals who may not be super familiar with the origins of SCDA National. Would you mind telling us a little bit about how SCDA National came about and the journey that you guys have been on as an organization? Oh, that's a great question. Thank you so much. SCDA is celebrating its 50th anniversary year, and we were started almost 51 years ago now by Dr. Charles Witten, who is actually the father of Dr. Wanda Witten-Sherney, who many people know in the sickle cell community and outside of the sickle cell community. He and several others came together to try to fill a need that was missing at the time, which is a national perspective and to pull together, nurture and uplift community-based organizations that were focused on sickle cell, at that time, sickle cell anemia, but sickle cell disease. And they came together, formulated the organization actually under a different name. And then ultimately we became the Sickle Cell Disease Association of America. And that's the name we're working with now. That's wonderful. Both Dr. C and I are Detroit natives. So there's definitely a lot of pride around the last name Witten. So Dr. Charles F. Witten hats off and he continues to contribute even in 2023 here. 
So you've been driving the SCDA National Chariot forward for not that long. When did you step into this role? It was January of 2022. So it's been just a little over a year and a half. And I was on the board prior to that for a couple of years. And that was a really excellent introduction to SCDA from a working standpoint. Certainly was familiar with the organization over the years very much familiar with the work that it was doing. And as much as I thought I knew about sickle cell and the Sickle Cell Disease Association, I knew nothing. By the time you really step into it, that's when you really learn what the member organizations are doing on the ground across the country. We have 52 member organizations that span 29 states. And so there are advocacy organizations, support organizations, direct service organizations that make up the association. And they bring to bear all of the sources and resources, information, education, awareness building tools to help support those living with sickle cell disease and those who care for those living with sickle cell disease. And it's very much, going back to the first question, you had very much the organization that Dr. Witten created. The foundation of it is still in place. How we move forward and how we've moved over the 50 years, of course, has shifted and changed. But the essence of his vision and those who started the organization remains. What was your path to get here? What brought you into sickle cell advocacy and how did you wind up on the board and eventually president of SCDA? It's interesting. My mother was a pediatric nurse and I'm not from Maryland, I'm from New York. And so she was a pediatric nurse and she worked in, of course, this is way back in the day, but she worked in the unit that would now be known as the NICU. Very sick children, sick babies who were born and they took really wonderful care of them. And she used to talk to us a lot about different children and some of the challenges. And she talked to us about sickle cell disease, primarily because it was a disease that impacted African-American children and so babies. And so anyway, she made us aware, my brother and my sister and I, aware of this. And then one day, it was just really interesting. One day we were in one of the stores and she was always running into someone that she had taken care of. And this young man, he was probably 15 or 16, said, oh my gosh, it's you. And he remembered her because she was his nurse. And because children who are born with sickle cell disease tend to have the same care team, she watched him grow up into this teenager. And it was like a reunion. They were so excited to see each other. And I remember, because I was probably in my later teens at that point, how it was so surprising to see someone gravitate to my mom that way. But after their reunion, we were leaving the store. She said, I am so glad to see him. He was so sick. He had sickle cell at the time, sickle cell anemia. And we didn't think he was ever going to make it this far. And that struck me because I wasn't that much older than him. And, you know, when you're young, you don't think anything about death or anything happening to you. So the idea that here was somebody not that much younger than I at the time that had something that they would have been that concerned about never left me. When I had the opportunity to be on the board, I was really excited about that. And like I said, learned so much 
about the needs of the community, about what SCD was doing and to support the community and to uplift and increase awareness about the disease. That's just fantastic. It's such a beautiful thing to hear about the stories that draw people into sickle cell disease. And it's usually these really fantastic stories that make really center and ground individuals like yourselves who are exceptionally contributing to the space. Just wonderful to hear that. I'm curious, as you step into this new role, it's now been a year and some, as you stepped into this SCD president role, when you walked in, what did you identify quickly as priorities for the organization, things that you wanted to deal with right off the bat? What stuck out to you as priorities for the warrior community? The most important area that I really wanted us to address was just the relationship and the membership, the quality of the membership that we offered our members, the benefits and the value of being a member of SCDAA, and wanted to reestablish relationships and support and to listen. That was the most important thing and remains the most important thing. Listening to what the community says they need, listen to what the community says worked well, didn't work well, what they wish, all of those things. So the listening really helped identify certain things. One is the conditions that warriors face when they go, all too often when they go to the emergency rooms for care. And sometimes they have a fine experience, they are seen quickly and they're cared for appropriately, and they are able to be home with their families before long. But we know that sometimes it goes wrong and it's not the best experience. And so that was one area. Another area that is critically important is the transition from pediatric to adulthood and how we can ease that transition and what can be put in place. Because once they leave at pediatrics, and enter into the adult healthcare system, it's a whole different ballgame. And it's one of the areas that I would like to see us be able to support more. But the other thing that is critically important are the three pieces of legislation that are in play at this point. And they are a poised to be a game changer for sickle cell disease and how people are cared for in this country and how the industry is supporting it, how the future of our healthcare providers in terms of bringing on the next generation of physicians and nurses and researchers and all of the support people in place and all of the developers who are creating, not just in the labs and working on those research projects, but are developing apps and other types of technology that will also help in the care of those living with the disease. So those are the three areas that immediately stuck out to me and they remain critically important. These pieces of legislation, which are now back on the floor and, and represent a significant portion of the federal budget if they were enacted and funded, but they are going to represent bringing the sickle cell disease community from a care standpoint in line with many other diseases in terms of resources, in terms of programs that are in place, in terms of the quality and consistency of healthcare, and in terms of the metrics and numbers and data that's required to be able to understand who we're really impacting who and where are the people who have not had an opportunity to get healthcare consistently for their sickle cell disease? And what are the resources, not just medical, but mental health also? Where are those resources and 
can they be applied consistently? They will form the infrastructure that will not only continue to support and expand the healthcare delivery system right now, but in the advent of gene therapy and the potential for what it can do as a potentially curative therapy, they will form that infrastructure for that too. So it's a really exciting time for sickle cell disease. I always tell people, we are this close, we're this close. And to either a cure or the ability to significantly improve the quality of life for those living with the disease. Agios is a biopharmaceutical company that's fueled by connections with patient communities, healthcare professionals, patients, and each other. Building on these connections and the company's unmatched leadership in the field of cellular metabolism, Agios is pioneering therapies of genetically defined diseases, a broad group of rare and more common diseases that are typically severe and life-threatening. Near-term, Agios is focusing on hemolytic and acquired anemias, including sickle cell disease, pyruvate kinase, or PK deficiency, and thalassemia. To learn more, visit agios.com. That's A-G-I-O-S dot com. I heard about a masterclass initiative you guys have started. and was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about that among the million things that SCDAA is involved in. We are so excited about this masterclass opportunity. It seemed to me that there are so many in the area of sickle cell disease who are just doing breakthrough work and focusing on the care and focusing on the issues that are going to make a difference, that I wanted to be able to pull together those voices too and talk about sickle cell disease and related issues in a way that people didn't hear before. The topics themselves may not be different, but the approach and the perspective, the hope is that the conversation is different. We started off a gene therapy one where Dr. Andrew Campbell was the moderator, Dr. Lewis Sue and Dr. Edward Darnell Ivey were the panelists. And that was an incredible conversation about gene therapy, the implications of it, what it means for the healthcare community, and questions that people don't even necessarily think of, but how does a physician make a decision? How does a physician guide his or her patients into being able to make an informed decision for themselves or for their children? So it was a really rich discussion. Our next one that's coming up is going to focus on the choices that those living with sickle cell disease have made in terms of their treatment whether it's bone marrow transplant or through clinical trials, gene therapy, or other curative therapies that have been essential and have made a difference in their lives. It's going to look at the success stories, and it's going to take a look at the not-so-successful stories, people who have failed. This group of experts are warriors, and they're going to talk about their experience, men and women. And I think that's really exciting. The issues of fertility preservation for men and women, the issues of the fact that it's not just your individual decision. It's a decision that impacts your family, your circle of friends, all of your supporters, your healthcare team, the whole thing. And what does it really mean to undergo these therapies and have them work out well? And now you no longer have sickle cell disease. Who are you? 
at that point? And where's your place in society at, at that point? And then for those who have their hopes, unfortunately have not panned out with it, who are you? And what do you do with that and how you process? And again, mental health and wellness and well-being and supportive environments, so critically important on both sides. These sound amazing. These conversations are just so imperative and it's good and bad, right? Right. The good being that it feels like we're constantly in new territory in sickle cell disease right? Tomorrow's always a new challenge. And some of those challenges are good, right? Gene therapy, curative therapy, what's the right approach? Who am I post-curative therapy, right? These are things that nobody's ever thought about, no one's ever considered. So the fact that you've given a platform to these conversations is phenomenal. Well, thank you. I remember mentioning to you, I was trying to explain my concept for the masterclass to the folks I wanted to participate and I wasn't doing a great job. And then I remember at one point, I'm like, it's like TED Talks. And then again, still wasn't quite selling it. <laughs> and then one day I was like, I'm going on TED Talks and I know <laughs> that there are speakers and who did I find but Dr. Z? <laughs> and I was like, here's a link. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> and this is the kind of perspective. So he actually helped I'm glad. with no knowledge whatsoever <laughs> that he was a part of that. But it was, yeah, it was, it was a, a very important mo aha moment. It's like, I get it. I get it. So thank you so much <laughs> for your unknown role in that. I appreciate the kind words. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was just going to ask how our warriors who are listening can find these. They want to watch the master classes. They're on our website, which is sicklecelldisease.org. And they will find it under events. And also it'll be in the banner that comes across. Our next master class is on Amazing. August 24th at three o'clock. There are a couple of panelists who are alumni of Cheat Codes and friends and mentors. Oh, yes. It's Dr. Wanda Sherney and Tiana Wolford. Oh. So it's going to be a good one. Tiana Wolford. Yes, exactly. And a host of panelists who are, it's going to be an incredible discussion. It's going to inform and move people and inspire people. I know this is going to happen and I can't think of a better group and I can't imagine two better moderators for this particular conversation. Amazing. So I have a question for you, Regina, that's been top of mind for me over the last year or so. I've felt that over the last two or three years, the way we talk about sickle cell disease has shifted much to do with COVID. The pandemic really changed the sickle cell landscape. Whether we acknowledge it or not, I still think that even the way people access healthcare now has changed. It's shifted. I'm wondering if you could let us know, from an SCDA standpoint, have you guys had an opportunity to talk about the pandemic and how it's undeniably changed the way we talk about sickle cell disease, the way warriors seek care, and under this new sort of healthcare that seems to be constantly on fire as far as not enough resources to serve people. Is this something that at the SCDA level is, is talked about? Absolutely. And I think that we don't talk about it as much as we could and should, mainly because ironically, some of it has become status quo. So the ability to deal with teledocs 
and virtual medical care. It's status quo now, whereas before COVID, it was an unknown quantity. It was very limited in scope and few people even had the ability to access that. That has been extremely helpful for the sickle cell community because it enables those living with it or their caregivers to have access to medical care when they need it. As we know, it's such a challenging and unexpected disease in that you can go into crisis at any time. So there are a lot of concerns about people missing school and missing activities and missing work, that kind of thing. And ordinarily, you would have to pack it all up and head to your physician's office and you sit there for hours. But here, with the advent of this virtual capability, people are able to do that. And I think in a way that's more succinct and more time sensitive, and you don't have to worry about going out into the cold and the whole bit. So that has been a great improvement. And the other thing about it is it has enabled people who have traditionally not have had easy access to medical care to now have easier access to medical care people who live so far away from sickle cell comprehensive centers. Okay. So a little silver lining there. I love that. I love that. I love that there's a little silver lining and you do have a little bit more ease of access. That that makes me quite happy. I know that you have a busy few months ahead of you here. The SCDA convention is on the horizon. Yes, it is. Are plans underway? Preparations underway? Are you excited? Very super excited about it. And I think the more I talk about it to within the community, the more excited other people make me feel because this is the first live convention that we've had since 2019. We've had virtual ones for the last three years, and we are really excited once again to be on site in person. We'll have some hybrid capabilities, but it won't be for the entire program. So We are back to offering programs for all of the stakeholder communities that are impacted by sickle cell disease. So we have our nursing track and our psychosocial track, our wellness track. We have education. We have a new area that we are just starting to pilot a program for non-clinical administrative staff, people who may not be used to or new to the clinical environment and working with a community such as this and giving them the tools to help that experience be improved on both sides of the desk for those who are coming in for their visit and the tools for you as you are working through that. So we're really excited about that. We're also excited about our plenary sessions, which will also involve Dr. Witten Symposium, which is one of our signature events. And Dr. Wanda Witten-Sherney will also be moderating that. And we have talks that are going to be given by Dr. Kim Smith-Whitley and Dr. Lewis Sue and so many others. And also through nursing, Janice Nelson, Dr. Janice Nelson, there are so many amazing people. And then our warriors, this is their voice, this is their time. And then because it is the SCDAA meeting, we also have meetings and capacity building sessions for our community-based organizations, which are our member organizations. And so they'll be there in full force. And then it all culminates with our gala, which is a wonderful time to come together and just celebrate all that the community is and all that we have accomplished this year and all that we are set forth to do in 2024 and beyond. So 
It's great. And for the Warriors out there, when and where is SCDA convention this year? Sure. It's October 11th through the 14th. And we're actually going to be in Arlington, Virginia at the Crystal Gateway Marriott. The registration site is not quite up yet, but it will be soon. And so once that happens, I'm looking forward to welcoming everyone who comes to join us. And I hope you too will come join us. I'd love to. Yeah. That's absolutely fantastic. And yeah, it's definitely top of mind. I'm just I'm just thrilled to hear the update about what SCDA National is up to. How is our buddy Dr. Lewis Sue? We haven't talked to him in quite some time, but he spent some time on cheat codes with us at the start of the pandemic. How's he been? He's been wonderful. As you know, he chairs our medical and research advisory committee. And so throughout COVID, they have been coming out with guidance that has been very supportive and helped to shape care for those living with the disease. And he's the chief medical officer for SCD. And he, along with our vice chief medical officer, Dr. Edward Donnell Ivey, they've been doing an amazing job just getting coalescing the information and shaping it and working with the CBOs and helping us get the word out so that people are well-informed and can make well-informed decisions. That's wonderful. Yeah, the MARAC is certainly an aspect of SCDA that I feel like gets overlooked often, but really is just a collection of some of the brightest minds in sickle cell disease. And, and it's global. And it's a global committee. Absolutely. It's a global, yes. So it's really insightful. I've learned so much from participating in those meetings because you hear about the conditions. We're well aware of what's happening here in the United States, but similar conditions and worse, and in some cases better, so it's interesting, are happening across the globe in countries that you would not expect. And I think it underscores and puts a pin in terms of bursting the myth that it's just a Black disease. It just affects the African-American community here in the United States, whereas it's not just here in the United States. Here, the next highest incidence is within the Hispanic community, but it affects everyone across the globe. And when people learn that in countries such as India and in the various countries in Africa and in Italy and in the Nordic countries, sickle cell is there. And how people and how different countries handle and care for their patients at that point is similar in some ways and very different in others. Fantastic. Fantastic. I have thoroughly enjoyed having you on Cheat Codes. You're not exactly off the hook just yet, though. There is one thing that we're going to do with you that we haven't done with the Cheat Codes guest in some time, which is a little round of rapid fire questions just to get to know Regina Hartfield a little better. Okay. And you're just going to, okay. <laughs> you're just going to answer these as they come to your mind. I'm just going to fire them off and we're just going to go with it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. You ready? We're going to have some fun. I'm going to have to channel my grandmother. Watch mouth. <laughs> All right, here we go. Rapid fire with Regina Hartfield. Do you like texting or talking? Talking. What's your favorite day of the week? Sunday afternoon. Okay, okay. What's your favorite holiday? Christmas. If you could choose invisibility or another super strength, which one would you choose? Totally invisibility. Yeah, okay, okay. What's your favorite junk food? Oh, Coca-Cola and potato chips. <laughs> okay, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? Um, Jamocha Almond Fudge. Ooh, that sounds fantastic. Yeah, it is yummy. <laughs> <laughs> Big dogs or small dogs? I've had both. 
And I think the emphasis is on head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tapas or pasta? Tapas. Definitely. All right. And the last one, what is your favorite U.S. city to visit? Ooh, I think I would say probably D.C. There's something about being there and seeing it and walking either the halls where history is made. And it sounds really corny, but the beautiful architecture, the layout of the city, I just think it is a beautiful place. It's not the only, but if I had to pick one, I would say D.C. Great choice. Absolutely one of my favorites, too. Regina, once again, thank you for being a guest on Cheat Codes today. We're looking forward thank to the you. convention and hope to see you very, very soon. Thank you so much for having me. It was a joy. Appreciate it. Dr. C, I'm super, super excited about convention. Yeah, we got to get there. Virginia. Yeah, absolutely. I'm getting ready to book my ticket right now. I think it's going to be really fun to catch up with some old friends, meet some new friends, and uh, hopefully run into some Cheat Codes fans. For sure, and it sounds like a lot of great content there. Yeah, absolutely. Warriors, there you have it. You heard about some resources from Madam President herself, the Masterclass advisories that come out from the Medical and Research Advisory Committee of SCDA. Make sure you check those out. Certainly, if you think this was a helpful podcast, share it with a friend or someone who you think could use this information. As always, you can follow me at Dr. Z Sicklesell. And me at Imagineer. And we'll catch you next time. Stay well and stay healthy. Peace. <laughs>